Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, I invite you right now to speak through me and open the ears of the hearers, not only to hear the message, but for the message to transform lives so that we will be faithful disciples of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our lives will impact not only our loved ones, but our community. In Jesus' mighty name I have prayed. Amen. Amen. The theme I've got for you today is sharing the teachings of Jesus Christ. It comes from the passage I've just read. Today is all about remembrance. Remembering all those who lost their lives in conflicts and wars for our freedom. We remember them because they sacrificed their lives to improve the world. We must also remember what God has done for us over the years. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. John 15, 13. Christ's death and his resurrection made it possible for anyone who believes in him to have salvation and to reconcile with God. If you know the story about Adam and Eve, man has lost it. We all have fallen short God's glory. We're born sinners. But Christ came to reconcile us back so that we will have access to the Father. We can go back to Christ through Jesus because of the blood that is shed. From the context of this scripture, we see that Israel, as God's people, I don't mean more than the Israel. I mean Israel in the Bible, as God's people. But they refuse to accept the salvation is through faith in Jesus Christ. It is not through works that anyone should boast about. It is true. The sacrifice Christ made for humankind and his resurrection power which brings us life. Romans 10 describes Paul's prayer for Israel. Paul was so concerned for Israel that he prayed for them to be saved. Despite their disobedience and their unbelief on the one whom God has sent to make us right, Paul shows how needful it was to bring Israel within reach of God's promise to us. And he mentions this in verses 12 and 13. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile, the same Lord is Lord of all, and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. As I said earlier, we've all sinned, and we've fallen short, so we need God back. But there's hope in Christ. But first and foremost, we must believe in him. We need to recognize a sinful state. And we need to reach out for God, to God for his forgiveness through Christ. 
God will save anyone who calls on Jesus. However, this calling is not just a Jesus. You hear people all the time say Jesus when they're in trouble or whatever, just say it like that. But this calling on Jesus requires humility and repentance. And it must come from the heart. Consequently, as he says, faith, this faith we're talking about in Christ, it comes from hearing this message, this good news about the gospel. And the message is heard through a word about Christ. Paul further asks a series of questions. You may be wondering why would Paul ask these questions? As I read earlier in verses 14 to 15b, Paul asked four questions. I read, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? 15b, and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? People will only call on Jesus to save them if they believe in him. And one will only hear about Christ when someone proclaims this good news, the saving message of Christ Jesus. We all are not born as Christians. People, someone asked me the other day, um, are we all Christians? Because you know when you, you fill in forms and they ask, what's your Christian name? And you give your name. That's not how it works. We're not born Christians. We're born as sinners. But we have to confess. We have to know our sinful nature. Know about Christ. Believe in him. To accept the message. The divine revelation of Jesus must be made known to people. Before they can believe him. And this is where you and I come in as believers. We have a part to play. We have to share the gospel. It's not meant for just us and keep it to ourselves. The gospel is for everyone. And Jesus commissioned his disciples, his 11 disciples after his death to go out to the ends of the world and preach, preach the good news. You may think it's the task of just preachers and evangelists, but that's not true. It's our duty. We need to share the gospel of salvation with people in our communities. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. If the gospel is proclaimed everywhere, people must be willing to be sent so that they can hear. We wonder sometimes, how do you preach this message? What do you say? It is all about Christ and the testimonies about what God has done in our lives. The gospel, as we know it, is the reconciliation between God and humankind. It is the best news for me and for most of us. 
that came from heaven to earth. And it is the message of peace. All around us we hear about wars, rumors of wars, not just gunfighting, but our lips. We fight each other, we argue, we have conflicts. But Christ came for one reason that we are remembering Remembrance Day today, the fallen, for us to have peace and reconciliation. It's one of the most difficult things that you know people can do. Try to get peace. We spend so much time trying to get people together, to walk together in unity and in love. But let me ask you one question here. When was the last time you shared the teachings about Jesus Christ? I don't need any answer, but I ask the question that we search ourselves. When was the last time you preach, you tell someone about the good news? If you did, how did they respond? Was it what you shared? that made them want to listen to you? Was it powerful? Was it you or the message that made the difference? I got one of the most interesting job in the world. I love it. In my previous job, I, I traveled the country and I went to places I never knew and I met different kinds of people. And I thought I'd met everybody until I gave up my job for the ministry. I didn't know what to do whilst I studied. And I thought about it. And I said, okay, I'll buy a car and I'll do cabin. And I will walk a self-employed walk when I can because I know the demands college. And I tell you this, I never liked studying. In fact, I never liked school. Growing up as a child, it's always been at the back of my mind that I'll go one day. And I made a choice to go fully into the ministry. And it's interesting, I meet all kinds of people and I say to myself, wow, all kind of people in the world. And as you know, the government, you can't just go preaching to anybody. But every day, I have conversations with people in my car from all walks of life, different faith. Everybody needs someone to talk to. And it's interesting, I'm a stranger to them, so they feel comfortable to talk. And they always ask, who are you? because of my conversation with them. Never tell them I'm a Christian. I don't need to. But they realize and they ask the question. And one particular day, I was driving with someone in my car. He's had a very bad day. 
that was encouraging him. And he said, what do you do? I said, I'm a cab driver. He said, no. Do you do anything else? I said, yes, I'm a student at an old age. And we had this conversation. I told him about Christ. And he kept asking. He wanted to know more about Christ. I kept talking. Never talked about myself. I was just talking about Christ. And he said to me at the end of the trip, he said, thank God I met you. I said, why? He said, because people want to preach to me about Jesus. They want to force me to love Jesus. They try to defend the gospel. And it caused a barrier, a wall, that I don't, I'm not interested. But I listen to you. And all you wanted to talk about was this Jesus, what Jesus can do for humankind, and what Jesus has done for me in my life. And he said, I'm an atheist, but I believe in Jesus Christ, that he was born of the virgin birth, but I don't believe he's God. And I said, yeah, that's fine. You can't just believe in the one you have not read about, the one that you've not been told about. And he said, I remember this conversation. Because, yes, there is Jesus, but why? It's just like the Israelites. They refused to believe in the one God had sent to save humankind. God so loved the world. He came down to earth to be amongst us, to live with us, to go through what we go through in life. But more so importantly, that we might have salvation. That we can talk to the Father, get back to the Father, and have conversations through Christ, our Lord and Maker. So people say, I don't know the words to preach to somebody out there. If you don't know, pray that the Holy Spirit it's Christians, right? We have the Holy Spirit in us. It's not far from us. He lives in us. We live in him. He moves with us. But the Holy Spirit is a person. And we can talk to him. How wonderful. We can have conversations and say, help me touch the hearts of the next person I'm going to witness today. That the heart will be ready to receive God's word. Because it is God's divine revelation. It is God touching the heart by the Holy Spirit that will help them to believe in the one and only true God that we serve. It is Remembrance Day. Different faiths come together for one reason today. For these men and women who lay down their lives for us. We meet here today, remembering them. But more importantly, our Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, lay down his life for humankind so that we will have salvation.
so that we will have peace. So that we will live in unity to love one another. What a wonderful God we have. Are we ashamed of this gospel? No, Paul says it. He's not ashamed to proclaim the good news. So I come this morning with a message that we cannot just keep in these four walls. The message which is for our community, where we live, it starts from our homes. You know sometimes we don't talk about God in our homes because the demands of life sometimes make us forget. But early in the morning, David says he will rise up and praise God. Why? Because everything David did, he called God first. He seek God first. And so Israel disobeyed God. And so we have people amongst us who disobeyed God. And as believers, we need to hear the message afresh every day. We wake up, we surrender our lives to God. Jesus is the one who breaks down all barriers. We, as Christians, should be building bridges, uniting each other to walk in love. Jesus offers peace. That's the peace we crave for, the peace that no one can give to the world. He brings reconciliation to all who call on him. Yes, our world needs Jesus. And Jesus has been around all the time. He's still around, but the world cannot see them because it's like the devil is blinding. But we, as messengers, we, as ambassadors of Christ, go out into the world and preach the message. What are you going through this morning? What are you yearning for this morning? We all need money. We all need good health and strength. We all need the good things in life. But what we need most is Jesus. Jesus is the answer to our troubled world. Are you ready to proclaim the good news? Are you willing to go out and share his teachings? Because his teaching has the power to change lives. Me and you cannot do that. It is God's word that touches the heart, that changes the heart, that brings us right to live a righteous life in this world. It's a challenge to you this morning. By the end of the week, write down how many people you've witnessed during the week. You don't need to tell Simon or anybody else. God knows. He is the one who sees the heart and searches the heart. There's so much in this passage I can talk about. I can go on and on and on. But I just picked on this salvation. This good news, which Paul is so intent on, 
He was in chains, in prison, so passionate for the gospel. When he heard what they were doing, he wrote to them, pleading with them, salvation belongs to all. God will call, will answer you. Anyone who calls on that name has a right to sit with him, to fellowship with him. Are you ready? Let's take the challenge and let's be witnesses for Christ in our community. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Your word will not return to you void. It will accomplish the purpose for which you said. Thank you that we've had the message. Thank you that you will help us through the Holy Spirit to preach the good news and let the words impact our lives so that it will transform us and make us more Christ-like and to walk in love and unity with one another. We ask all this in all the name but the name that is above every name in heaven and on earth, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen. We're going to stand again and sing.